Well, good morning. Welcome to the JSM podcast. Um, this week we're continuing the before and after um, message from last week. So I'm I'm kind of excited. I think what you know I I shared this last time that it was just kind of on my heart to share, even though we're taking a break um, for for this week, just to give some time of rest, but also the message is, has really been just like constantly, um, in my mind, uh, just about God's design and his heart and his intention when it comes to connection with us. And I think so much of that starts, um, in the garden, you know, it starts with seeing what his original design was, um, I just realized I also forgot the rest of our intro. This is, um, we're on episode 55. Um, and so my heart is to, you know, cause some of you might've already heard this message. Um, but I think it's important for us to constantly go back and remind ourselves of, you know, I always hold everything to how did God originally place things? You know, what was his purpose, his intention, what were, what were the original instructions, you know, um, the way we were made, um, and having that very much like as our, as our standard of things, as I think it's helpful to see that because sometimes as we're going throughout life, you know, we hear these things about who God is and these different aspects of him. And it's hard, you know, for us to see past, you know, this angry God that a lot of us are introduced to, um, this God that is distant, you know, and I think the reminder of God being, you know, somebody who actually walked, you know, in the garden with Adam and Eve wasn't distant, just didn't just like tower over the garden. Like he was in it. He, he lived, um, amongst us. And so it was different. And so I think seeing that and going back to that space and understanding the fall, the separation, the things that started to happen, that broken relationship in that moment, I think is important for us to look at and, and to move um, towards understanding that, understanding God's heart. Because if we don't understand his heart, we stand back in connection with him. We don't stand close to him there's almost this wall of like, yeah, but you, you know, can you ma- picture, you know, somebody that you're in relationship with, but like deep inside you have something against them or a question you want to ask them or something you're unsure about. And, and I think there's so much that we're told not to ask, or we're just given like, oh, you're supposed to have faith or no, God wants us to wrestle through the depth of like our questions. And so that's where I think us understanding God's heart and then trying to understand what's happening now in front of us, you know, in this fallen state and, and seeing like the difference between the moments and understanding much of it is our, our decisions. Um, and, you know, that have shifted much of the direction where things are and people are like, well, um, would, you know, why did God make us knowing if things were going to fall? And it's just like, and the other day it really hit me that if you were going to create something, no, you know, giving it free will and knowing that it could choose 
whatever direction say the opposite? Would it still be love if you chose not to create it? And I think that's something that I think some of us need to, um, I think, wrestle with and understand. Like, if I knew that something would choose different, not choose me, would that make me selfish, you know, to be like, well, you know, it might not choose me. So I'm just going to not do it, you know? And I'm like, no, because I think many of us would be, well, that's kind of, you know, selfish because it would be more self-centered for, you know, I'm only making things for my benefit, um, for me, instead of creating something that chooses, you know, you and, you know, we look at the love of our children as they choose us, as they get older, they choose to be in connection with us. They choose us. And the beauty and the sweetness of that type of relationship or when you're with somebody or you have friends that choose you, um, there's, there's a different type of love in the decision that we make. And so we all have that decision, that choice to choose to be in relationship with God, to choose to be in relationship with the person next to me. And, um, and it goes back to the heart of the ministry, you know, um, connection makes us stronger is being in connection in relationship with each other. So I'm going to stop talking for today. Throw out some thoughts, some deep thoughts. You can counteract them back, you know, with the Lord, you can always email us and be like, yeah, but I wrestle with this, you know, and we'll wrestle through the question with you together on the podcast, you know, you can send in things that, um, are hitting you so we can work through that process. So, well, I'm going to stop talking for today. <laughs> I'm going to allow you to, um, hear the other half of the message. So hope y'all have a blessed week. And, um, our plan is next week is to be back on, um, live. So It was different today. When he stepped out into that garden, things were not like they were before. Things had shifted in that moment. Man was hiding. He wasn't running up to his creator saying, hey, look at this over here. I discovered this animal. I discovered this insect. I discovered this today. Oh, look at the water over here. It was different. He walked up and they weren't there to be found. Something had changed in that where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you that you were naked? The Lord God asked. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? And now the ripple effect continues. The man replied, It was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit and I ate it. Then the Lord God asked the woman, What have you done? I don't think it was an angry, I think it was a brokenness. Because he knew then things were changing. That they were stepping outside and that there was no close connection. And it was going to be years, years before that experience again, before the Holy Spirit begins to dwell within us and we have that constant connection with him. It was going to be a long time. It was going to be a while. And yes, I know a day is a thousand and all of that, but I guarantee you, love, 
Your heart breaks when there's disconnect. Your heart is broken and shattered because you're not able to be with the one that you love, the one that you made, the one that you created, the one that you desire, the one that you long for. What have you done? The serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate it. We have a very real enemy that loves nothing more than to distort God's word in our lives to convince us that what God has for us is not good and that what he offers is better. And that lie still continues. That lie has not changed. That lie is still present in all of these moments every day, convincing us, God doesn't love you. God doesn't care about you. You're not important. You weren't created for good things. You should walk in shame. You aren't important. Over and over and over and over, causing us to doubt the promises that have been spoken over us, causing us to doubt who our creator is, causing us to doubt the love that God has for us. It started there. Your God's angry with you. Your God demands worship. Your God doesn't want good things for you. Your God's withholding from you. All of those things, I'm sure we're like, yeah. It's exactly what happens. The lie starts. The deception starts. But revival comes when we cast those things out. We toss them to the side like last week. We toss them to the side. Every lie every deception, every misconstrued word, we toss it out. We stand on his truth. We stand on his promises. We stand on his word. We stand on what he has said. And we walk boldly in that, confidently in that, because I know who my God is. I know what he created me to do. I know who I am. And I walk boldly in that because that is when revival happens. That is when revival happens inside of us when I cast down every lie that wants to rise up against who I know who I am and I know who my God is. And I toss those to the side and I stand confidently. I remind the enemy that he is under my feet, that he does not get a place in my mind, that he does not get a place in my life. I remind myself of the design that it looked like when God made me, when I walked in full, open communion with him. Because that's what I was created for. That's what God desires of me. That's where change happens. That's why I'm sharing this message. Because I want you to stand in that space that you remember the God who made you and his design for you and his purpose for you and that he wants and longs to be in communion with you. Desires that. Longs for it. Wants it so much that he went to such an extent that he sent his son to die, to restore that connection, to restore that brokenness so I don't have to walk in it. I don't have to stay in that space of feeling connect, disconnected. I get to walk in that space of walking in the fullness of everything God created me to be. That's what he longs for. 
He longs for us to spend our days walking in the garden with him. For us to spend our days walking in close connection with him. And the way that he created us to be, to no longer be cast out, to no longer stay in that space of feeling separated. But that requires us tearing down the lies and deception. Because as long as they stand there, we see who he is, then we question, well, does he really love me? I mean, if he really knew, like, everything, I don't know. Does it really matter, like, if I spend time with him every day? Like, all of those things, those questions begin to stir up within us. And we, like, it's almost like we walk in, and the Lord's like, here they come. And then... And we walk away. And we never get to experience. And that's why it's important for us to know his word, to know his truth, to know who he is, to know what he created us for. So when those lies come up, and you're standing there, and the enemy's like, you can't come today. You're like, "Mm, you best hush. I can. Tells me to come boldly to his throne. He tells me to walk confidently. He tells me that he loves me so much that he gave his son. I can come to his throne today. I can come and experience everything that he has for me. I don't need to walk in shame. I don't need to walk in doubt. I don't need to walk in brokenness. But I get to walk in the fullness of everything God has for me. But we got to tear down those lies. we got to take down those false truths. we got to remove those. we got to stop listening to them. we got to toss them to the side. we got to remember who our God is and what he intended for us and to focus and to consume ourselves with that truth, to consume ourselves with the one who made us. And then that's when, when revival begins to happen. Because I stand in that, excited, every day. I mean, I have been in a season, those that know me, I've been praying hours upon hours these days. Early is not early enough. Just enjoying of basking in who my God is. Being consumed with his presence. Being consumed with who he is. Not because I have to. Because you can't get me out of it. Because that is exactly where I desire to be. Because I know the one that made me. I know the Holy Spirit that dwells within me. I know the one that gives me power. I know the one that longs for me. And my prayer is that everybody around me, that's where revival starts. Everybody around me experiences the same thing every day, all day. That is what I long for. That is where revival starts. Because I'm so excited, I can't be quiet. And so when you come into my presence, I'm going to tell you about who he is. You're going to, what's your week been like? I've been hanging out with the Lord. I mean, we had this talk the other day, and we talked about this, and we shared about this, and we experienced this. And all of these things begin to happen. And then God gives me wisdom and divine direction for all the things that are in front of me. He gives me strategies and he gives me words and he gives me all of these things. And it's only because I've been hanging out with them. It wasn't because anything. I just come most of the time. Children can tell you probably exhausted in tears, but he fills me. He reminds me who I am. He reminds me of his words. He reminds me of his presence. 
and he fills the spot that I sit in and overflows it and consumes it because he's good. Because that's what I was created for, to be in that constant connection and communion with him. He longs for that. Oh, he longs for that. Sometimes hearing the idea of deep connection is really difficult because none of us have experienced that before. I'm more aware of that than anybody because I spend my days reconnecting people. And sometimes we settle on the idea that, you know what, it's great, Joanna, but that's only for you. It's not for me. I can't have that because of da-da-da-da and go down the list. But much of it begins to happen in relationship. Much of it begins to happen as we tangibly begin to invest in people and build relationship and build connection because then they begin to experience something that they've never experienced before. I can't tell you how often I hear, you're different. You just love. Like, that's it. Yeah, I'm all excited. <laughs> um, yeah, of course. And then things begin to change because then they start to ask questions. Well, who's this God you talk about? I mean, I guess I'm willing to hear something you might say because it's different with you. Well, let's talk about them. <laughs> let's have a conversation. I mean, when's the last time you even prayed? Prayed? I, I, don't, I, don't, I can't. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. And I always like direct them to the Psalms. David's my dude. Um, Because David just laid it out there. There's no formula. There's no like, okay, I got to go through my five steps. You know? And I'm like, no, in relationship, I just come as I am. I come and share my heart exactly where I'm at. Lord, today is hard. Today is difficult. I can't see out of the darkness. I can't sense your presence like I usually do. I feel, I feel bound. Reveal the lies. Expose the things. Oh, Lord, forgive me for the things that I have done. And I just come to receive. And then the other exciting thing is I come to listen. He has so many cool things to say. He's up to so much right now. God is moving in such powerful ways, but we miss out on that when we don't come and have connection and relationship with him and we don't come to hear his heart because it's not a one-sided conversation. It isn't. I tell my clients, I was like, it's not like we come and like, could you imagine having a friend? Well, some of us do, but you have a friend and they like come and they like list all of their stuff and then they like walk away and you're like, I don't think they asked me how I was doing today. <laughs> like, <laughs> We're like... Don't think I'm going to have lunch with them often. Um, but how often we come to the Lord just like that. We come with our list and we lay down all of our things and then we walk away and then we don't know what to do. We have no idea. What do I do about this? 
And God's like, um, I was trying to tell you, but you left the room. <laughs> we never gave that opportunity for him to respond and reply and connect with us. We just came with our list. Or sometimes we come just sitting there, reading our Bibles, which aren't bad. But we never truly deeply listen. We never truly deeply hear what it is that he's having to say with the space that we're in or the things that he wants us to do that we get to be a part of. I mean, I'm excited. This next season has my heart about to explode through the roof because God's doing things. So if you don't know, I'm like, well, shoo, you need to come join the club. Like, you need to come hear what God's saying because exciting things are about to happen. He's doing powerful things. And so we're missing out because we're not having the conversation. We're not entering into that space to receive from him and to hear his words and to be still and listen. And so I want you to think about your time with the Lord as a healthy relationship. He's not controlling, he's not narcissistic, and he's not full of himself. He is filled with love and connection and desires so much for us to be in that space with him. And every time you doubt that, you remember the love went to such an extent that he sent his son to die, who willingly came. Because that's what love does, to be restored with us so we can stay in that space of connection. That's love. We say these things, but how often do we pause and let them consume us and overtake our moments? So all morning, we heard songs over and over again. I was excited. I was like, yes, God's all over this. About God speaking. Because I knew what my message was today. Tiersa didn't, but I did. And I was excited because I was praying for all of you the whole time. I was like, yes, Lord, may we be in a space that we hear your voice. May we be in a space that we stand in connection with you. May we be in a space that we enjoy your presence. May we be in a space that we're filled with excitement and anticipation because what do you have to say today? What do you have to say about what I'm standing and what do you have to say about what you're doing? And then I come with my requests and my things. I mean, I went through a season. I remember it was years ago. We we're really short on money. I mean, I asked the Lord for everything. I was like, Jesus, we need jeans. And we need, you know, and I would just like go down my list because we didn't have it. And he says, come, ask, whatever it is. I'm like, here we go. You ask, do you know he brought me jeans? He's that good. <laughs> and he brought me better jeans than I probably could have ever afforded in that season because those things matter to him that much. Because he's a good father and he desires good things for us. But I say like any relationship, you come, you talk, and then you listen and you converse and you hear what he has to say. Don't sit there silently, but don't take up the whole conversation. But come, spend time with him. It doesn't even matter what, could you imagine you have a friend who's like, you're only allowed to call me at five o'clock in the morning. I would be like, we ain't friends. <laughs> but, but that's how we come. Like, why? I hear people, why don't I don't get up in the morning? I go, neither do I, until recently. But I was like, I don't seek them in the morning. I used to not seek them in the morning. Now I'm up earlier probably than everybody these days. But I was like, nah, 
I mean, when I stayed home with my kids, it was go time. As soon as my eyes opened, I remember Jeremiah would be standing over my bed. You not dressed yet. <laughs> I'm like, oh, not ever going to be. Um, but my time was spent at the end of the day because that's when they were all asleep and quiet. And the husband was asleep. And so he could tell you, I would stay up and I would just pray and I would just read and we'd eat popcorn and, you know, whatever. But it's a friendship. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what time of day when, how, or anything. He just wants you to come. He's as excited as I am. Like, he's more so. He's just stoked you started talking. He's like, oh. He's all, all the angels, he's like, look, look, they're back. Isn't that cool? <laughs> like, so stoked. Because connection is restored because he desires that. And so we talk about revival, and revival is restoring and stirring up within us that connection back with him, which just floods all throughout because you can't be silent. You're excited. Ask me about the Lord anytime. You won't shut me up. Ask me about a TV show, and I have no clue. <laughs> because my God is exciting, and I have lots of things to say. I mean, yesterday I almost finished a whole book reading. It's just because I just can't get enough of him, of what he's doing and what he's saying and what he's experiencing. And so my prayer today is that if you feel like you're standing on the outside of the garden and you don't feel like you can have that connection where you're walking through the garden with him, then my prayer today is that before you leave, that is torn down. That you walk confidently and boldly and excited to be in connection with the one who made you that every day you want to wake up and be restored and to be poured into and to be fed by him, by the very words that he speaks. I sang the song Catherine sang. That's all I was like this morning. I was like, I'm going to shoot through the roof. Um, Yes, he's so good. 